Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Chapter 6. Friends. The motorcycles didn't need to be hidden any further than simply placing them in Jacob's shed. Billy's wheelchair couldn't maneuver the uneven ground, separating it from the house. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Arkey. And this is Hot and Bothered, Twilight and Quarantine. Julia, I have a theory that I'm excited to talk to you about in this chapter. Great. I think that Jessica and Jacob are actually the same person. Like... Twins? Like, separated at birth? No, I think as a literary device, Stephanie Meyer has created the exact same character and made one of them a tall man and the other one a short woman. And she's exploring the ways that the patriarchy has forced women to hate themselves by making Bella love Jacob and hate Jessica, even though they are the exact same human. I kind of have a similar theory that maybe Edward and Lauren are the same person. And that she hates Lauren, even though Lauren is just as mean to Bella as Edward is, but she's into it when Edward is mean. Double standard. Interesting. Oh, Stephanie Meyer. What a writer. You know what's not gender normative? The 30-second recap. Anyone can do it. It's true. Ugh. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. On your mark. Get set. Go. Bella goes to Jacob's house to rebuild the bikes and they do that and it's going really well. And then the next day she goes back and they get more parts and she meets his friends and then they have a dinner party and it's super fun. And then she goes to school and she's like, wow, who are all these people? And I'm like, I don't know, Bella. They're all new names to me. And then she gets in a little scuffle about like, are there bears in the woods? And then Jessica's a little bit mean to her, but she's also really mean to Jessica. And then everything is the same and it's a year later from the start of the last book. To quote my favorite book, New Moon, time passes. So true. Yeah. Hmm. A year passed. And a year ago, there was no Edward in her life. And now there's no Edward in her life. And I would say both of those moments, she was thriving. <laughs> I think she's she's starting to thrive. I don't think it's happened quite yet. No, but like today is the first day of her thriving life. Wow. That's beautiful. That's poetry. I'm working on a cross stitch for her. Today is the first day of your thriving life. Mm-hmm. But I'm not making it a pillow. I'm making it a handkerchief. For her tears. Mm-hmm. Okay, your turn. Okay, count me in. Three, 
two, one, go. So Jacob has two friends and Bella's like, friends, that's right. And she finds herself doing things like laughing. And at one point she comes out of the woods and she's holding hands with Jacob and smiling and laughing. And Charlie sees them and is like, "Mm." they go shopping for car parks. And she's like, don't worry, I have a checkbook. And is like throwing her money around. She, um, yeah, goes back to school and Mike is really excited that she's like awake again and she's just like talking to people again. And she's like, I feel like something has transitioned. Something has changed for Bella. It's probably her brain chemistry after we sent her that Zoloft. Do you have any breaking news? Do, 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 breaking news? I wrote that song for us. The wolves keep getting excited. They don't care at all about people seeing them. They're just like wandering around a hot spring resort as though that's not a heavily trafficked area. So they're out and about. Sun's out, guns out, wolves out. That will be my next cross-stitched hanky. For Jacob this time? Mm Mm-hmm. Sun's out, wolves out. What about your breaking news? I have so much breaking news. I mean, the chapter ends with the biggest news. Bella's back. We learn it from Lauren, who says it like rolling her eyes, like Bella's back. But I'm just going to say it in a different tone of voice. And then it sounds like great breaking news. Bella's back. I was also confused by the end of the chapter because Bella supposedly sincerely says everything is the same as when it started. I was like, are you being facetious? Like, do you actually think everything is the same? I think she's just being bitchy and is like, I'm still here and Lauren's still a bitch. Wow. Rude as ever, Bella. Rude as ever. Because, yeah, very few other things are actually the same. People got haircuts. Everything is different. That was my other piece of breaking news. Well, mine is about haircuts, too. She's Bella is a gender essentialist. She's so mean about Lauren's, like, very cute-sounding pixie cut. She's literally like, Lauren got a haircut. It's so short in the back that it's like a boy's cut. That's not a thing. And then she's like, I don't know why anybody would get that haircut. Maybe she got gum in her hair. And then, like, a page later, she's like, I don't know why Lauren's being mean to me. And I'm like, maybe that's because you were staring at her hair, like, in horror. Especially because she loved Alice's pixie cut. It's like when Lauren gets one, it's not okay. Yeah, super hurtful. Other breaking news. There's a wink in this chapter. Mm. Our theory that winks are contagious has proven to be true. Edward winked at Bella. Bella winked at Jacob. We didn't see Jacob wink at Embry, but then we see Embry wink at Bella. And I was like, there it is. Full circle. Highly contagious. Winks. Everyone be careful. Coronavirus and winks. My other piece of breaking news was something you touched on, but Bella and Jacob hold hands and they're still holding hands even though they run up to Charlie together. Just let go. (laughs) Wow, that's veering into advice, but I love it. Mm -hmm. I also have one other breaking news update before we transition which is I recently was like, I really hope in the next chapter we find out if Edward took out his stereo. And we found out that Edward did not take out the stereo. He is horrible at making himself disappear. Bella took out her own stereo. We found that out, like, I think in the last chapter. And it, like, bloodied her fingernails because she, like, clawed it out, which is horrible. And in this chapter, Jacob mocks her for it. He's like, you should not touch machines. You don't have any Y chromosomes. He doesn't say that because that would be a horrible thing to say. So it would be something Bella would say, not something that wonderful, wonderful Jacob would say. Yeah, that was super hardcore of her. I can't believe we didn't touch on that. I'm glad we were able to circle back. Did you have any genuine enjoyment of this chapter? 
I love their little social distancing dinner party. They all eat pasta out on the porch from paper plates on their laps. I was like, yeah, me too, Bella. Come to my backyard. That's all I do now. Yeah, it was really cute. Although, again, she depicts the women as sucking. It's like one woman is nagging her husband about the cholesterol and the other woman like doesn't ever hang up the phone. I don't think Bella likes women and it really bothers me. The only woman she cares about is Angela. What about you? What did you enjoy? I really loved um, two things. First, I love it when Jacob takes Bella on a tour of his room. I love like bedroom tours and I love taking tours of other people's houses. Like, I've read that book or cool. Where'd you get this from? I loved it. But might I remember when we went on Edward's room tour and you said, what is he? A 14 year old boy and hated it? Yeah, but Jacob is like a 14-year-old boy. So it's really (laughs) cute when Jacob does it. Yeah, it's less cute when a 100-year-old man does it. Also, I'm a complicated woman, Julia. You play favorites. (laughs) I do. I'm a simple woman. I'm a hypocrite. (laughs) So the other moment I genuinely liked was at the very end of the chapter, like Bella has come back and she starts talking and she and Angela start chatting And they're just like having this very sweet moment of connection. And Angela says, I missed you. And I just think that that's really sweet. And Bella needs some like authentic, not awkward, like connection time. Like I feel like Charlie is always like staring. And Jacob is always like talking in code is like, my friend isn't too young for you, quote unquote, my friend. And so I think it's nice that she just gets to like have a frank, emotionally honest conversation with Angela. And the other thing that I really liked about it is that it proves that I was right the other day when you were like, why doesn't she just take Angela to the movies? And I was like, because she thinks that Angela would actually want to talk about real things. And it says, this is why I'd pick Jessica over Angela, though I'd always liked Angela more for the girls' night movie. Angela was too perceptive. You were totally spot on. When I read that, I was like, wow, she really knows these books, that Vanessa. Yeah. The... Caption of this part of the episode is genuine enjoyment, and I genuinely enjoyed being right. Do you have any advice that you would like to give today, Julia? Yeah, I had a big realization in this chapter, which is that no one in Forks knows how age works, and that's why people keep dating age-inappropriate people. So Jacob and Bella play this game where they decide how old they each are by adding and subtracting years off their life based on traits. So it's like, I, Julia, am 24, but, like, I really probably couldn't change a tire, like, minus three. But, like, I'm in grad school, plus four. And so they end up at wildly different ages than they actually are. And this is why Jacob ends up trying to date a baby and Bella is trying to date an 120-year-old. Because they just don't understand that age is a number and you can't get plus and minus points. So my advice is to, like, really internalize the fact that this is just, like, an immutable statistic in your life and you cannot change it based on what you want. Right. And it's okay to also talk about maturity, right? Like it's okay to talk about other things, but don't just call them age. Yeah. Because Jacob, who is a sophomore in high school, ends up being 30 and Bella, who's 18, ends up being 21. So these are the kind of miscommunications that allows the larger confusions in these books to happen. 
Can you imagine if Bella like went to that bar that she was at the other night and they're like, ma'am, you're 18. And she's like, no, 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 no. I can change a tire. I'm 21. And they were like, oh, fair enough. Like it would be like chaos. Look at my checkbook. I'm 40. (laughs) What's your what's your first piece of excellent advice? My first piece of advice is for Bella. It's like just like don't be a dick. As we talked about, she, like, sucks about Lauren's haircut. She's a total jerk to Jessica, who, like, Jessica asks how someone's weekend is. And she's like, Jessica probably doesn't care how their weekend is. She probably just wants to tell her own story. So one way that I think that you could really investigate how you're a jerk is you should write a list of all of the things that you think you love about Jacob and that you find annoying about Jessica. And you're going to find out that it's the exact same list. You're going to find out that you say about Jacob that you love how he can just happily talk and just like be happy to be around people and just like laugh easily. Whereas with Jessica, you find it vapid and annoying that she can talk so much. And I want you to interrogate why that is. Look at the cold, hard facts of this list and wonder what it says about you that you find this so charming in a six foot five hot guy who's in love with you and less charming about a girl who you could potentially see as competition. It's a great idea. Thank you. And she doesn't even have to get in trouble saying like, oh, I was describing Jessica here and Jacob here because she can just say J and J and no one will know. Mm Mm-hmm. Charlie proof, because he's a known snoop. I know. What other piece of advice do you have, Jules? I have advice for teenagers in general, and especially teenagers in this book. I understand it's extremely tempting to talk shit, fake whispering in front of the people you're talking shit about, but just don't. Quill and Embry make flirtatious comments about Bella to Jacob in front of Bella and Jacob, and then Lauren, however rightly, says in a fake whisper how not thrilled she is that Bella is back. Just walk six feet further and say it. Otherwise, you're just stirring the pot. If you can't say it to their face, just say it behind their back. Don't do it halfway. Yeah, that's great advice. My only question is, do you think that Bella has gotten like better hearing by being around all those vampires? Because like Quill and Embrya clearly think she's like out of earshot. And I vaguely think that Lauren does too. Damn, supersonic hearing. Yeah, remember how she started to learn from Alice to see the future? Like she had a mm-hmm. vision about being broken up with and then she was broken up with. Maybe mm-hmm. she now has really good hearing. That's a good theory. Okay, so it's not their fault. Bella, listen to your loud screamo again and go back to normal human hearing abilities. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What's your second piece of advice? I have two because they're both very, very small. Great. So Bella is like, I feel really conspicuous about leaving the house in front of Charlie because he can obviously see my checkbook in my pocket. And he's going to ask why I have my checkbook in my pocket because I never use my checkbook. And this isn't really advice. This is like a hot tip. Bella, you can tear checks out of your checkbook. And in fact, you have to because you don't hand vendors your whole checkbook every time you write a check. And so you can pre-tear out two checks and keep them in your wallet. And then you don't have to carry your checkbook around. Well, I have a question. As someone who's never written a check, not once in their life. Wait, not not even when you pay rent? I'm a young person. (laughs) Young people don't have checkbooks anymore. You're a youth. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay, but I thought there was a little receipt behind each check for you to do your personal finance accounting. Do you rip that out too and save it for later as the receipt? Yeah. Got it. Got it. See, maybe Bella doesn't know how to use her checkbook like me. She's struggling. Which is the whole point of the show. I'm not mad at her for not knowing this. I'm giving her advice. It's an advice show. I'm saying, Bella, you don't know this. You can tear checks out. Uh, You're also giving me advice, so I appreciate it. What do you care? You will never write a check your whole life. You're going to jinx me and I'm going to have to order some checks. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, so I also have like a similar piece of like micro advice for Charlie, which is he turns off the light on Bella when she's like still doing work in the living room. Don't do that. That's so rude. Is the reason you're sensitive about this because I have done this to you before? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I forgot that you've done that to me. When have you done that to me? We were on a trip and I was going to bed and I just turn off all the lights when other people are doing things so that I indicate that it's time for bed. <laughs> Do you not remember that? You texted Jonah being like, your girlfriend is so rude. I can't believe you live with her. She just turned off all the lights because she was going to bed. <laughs> no, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. It's clear that this micro advice session is all for me. <laughs> Bella (laughs) I didn't realize it was for you but apparently I had some things to get off my chest okay I'm gonna try to do better (laughs) so Julia do you have anything in your Twilight Diary I do beyond Bella's multitude of offensive statements towards Lauren and about why chromosomes we also get just a touch of her racism When she Mm -hmm. describes an indigenous woman as beautiful in an exotic way. Pretty bad. Yeah. They're just words that she uses that I'm like, these are words that maybe we shouldn't use anymore. Beautiful in an exotic way. Like, in order to justify the use of the word exotic, I feel like you have to do a lot of cultural framing. You have to be like, it was very exotic to me from my point of view because of what I haven't had access to in my, right? Like, But like only for plants and animals. Exactly. Like never for people. Or like experiences, right? I can imagine being like, I went snowmobiling, which was super exotic for me because I'm from LA and I didn't know that snow could be fun. 
No? Do you think I shouldn't even use exotic like that? Well, I probably wouldn't just because of the other connotation that it's like typically used to dehumanize people, you know, erring on the side of caution. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. And that's how I I feel that way about the word hysteria, too. That one didn't bother me as much. This could be because I had just had this conversation elsewhere. But like hysteria has a very particular history of like discounting women whenever they say something that you don't want to hear as like simply being hysterical. And so I'm wondering if hysterical should sort of go the way of exotic. And like these are like overly politicized words that we should just at least be really careful when we use. I think Bella has the opportunity to reclaim hysterical in a way she does not have the opportunity to reclaim exotic. That is true. So if she does end up using hysterical with an understanding of its history, I wouldn't be mad about it. But no on exotic, Bella. Yes. Okay. I'm glad that we figured that out. Great. Julia, what would you like to put in Bella's care package this week? So as I mentioned previously, I know nothing about checks and clearly Bella doesn't either. And also, as we had talked about earlier, she's kind of struggling in the personal finance department. And I think Bella, despite all of the advice we give her, is actually pretty responsible for a teenager and could be responsible enough to start establishing credit. So I want to give her a credit card. I know she'd pay off her balance in full. She wouldn't carry over any debt. And so that would be a good, stealthy way to start spending her money in a responsible manner. And she'd build her credit. One day she could lease an apartment whenever she goes to college. And a lot of credit cards have perks. Oh, totally. Travel miles, go to Jacksonville, go find Edward. It's funny that you mentioned Jacksonville because what I would like to put in the care package, this is really inspired by you. You have shown me that we can send Bella things to send to other people. And Bella takes the tact in this chapter where she's like, I'm not going to acknowledge that I've been treating my mom like shit. I'm just going to stop treating her like shit. And I actually think that that's like not the best way to go. So I would like to send flowers to Renee from Bella being like, I'm sorry I've been so missing in action. I love you and miss you. Gestures are nice. I'm sure Renee will appreciate that. She seems very sensitive. She could even just like send a cactus because like something to remind her of Phoenix and how much they loved Phoenix together. And it does sound like Renee doesn't do great at taking care of things like her human children. So maybe we shouldn't get flowers, which you like have to rearrange and cut the stems to keep alive for a few weeks. Just like send a cactus. Vanessa, what do you think is going to happen next chapter? I would like to think that everyone is going to intervene and tell Bella she sucks. Does that mean? Yeah, I think so. I want everyone to be like, you can't just pretend like the last few months didn't happen. You have to use your words. You have to say, I'm sorry, I was going through a really tough spot, so I froze you out. Now I'm back. I'm just like, I want some accountability for this child. She's just getting away with it. Chapter seven, reckoning. Yeah, I still think Bella is acting like a little twerp. Wow. Twerp. Those are fighting words, Vanessa. Well, she can come fight me. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, a haircut from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as Vampire Baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I know how to use a checkbook. Not to brag. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Talk to you in a couple days.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.